Blog Talk Radio. This is Mike Savilla Radio Program for Saturday, December 14, 2013. This is episode 321. Can you believe that, kids? On tonight's show, our friend, Warrior Cat, is barely waking up right now. We thank you for waking up for the show. She'll, she'll explain in a little bit. Uh, so we'll be talking about on a variety of things. I have some news stories. I have some audio clips. You know, we're, we're really prepared for this show here tonight. We're going to be having a good time here tonight, just a few days before Christmas here. <laughs> so this is going to be a good night shift show. So, so you know, don't, don't tune us out. Don't hit stop. Don't, don't delete us. We're, this is going to be a good time. So, so let's do this, America. You know what I'm saying? The Night Shift Show starts right now. about medicine and social media. This is the Mike Savella Radio Program. I am your host, Dr. Mike Savella. Uh, go check out the website at drmikesavella.com. Yes, that's right. I am the one-man social media machine for seven years running. That's right, kids. And uh, today is Saturday, December 14, 2013. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, it feels like 25 degrees Fahrenheit. We had about half a foot of snow that uh, fell through the day today. So uh, I am snowed in here at uh, World Headquarters here. So I, I can't do anything. So well, might as well just talk to my good friend Kat. You know, in a few minutes here. Uh, so uh, so how's your week been going there, kids? It's been it's been cold. It's been windy. A lot of whining. Most of it has been from me, <laughs> and uh, and against my better judgment tonight, though chat room is open, but uh, there's nobody in there right now, so I may just close it up in the next I don't know 15 or 20 minutes. But keep it open. You just get in there right now and uh, chat along with me. Uh, but before we get started here tonight, um, I have something to say. Because this may be, I'm not sure, this may be the last show of 2013, and I just wanted to say to all of you out there, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of my friends out there in, in Internet's world uh, for all of your support over the past uh, year, especially during, during that brief month. I think it was a month or six weeks where, where I just said, forget this, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, I want to thank everybody for for your text messages and for your emails and uh, uh, for for all of that support during that time and, and dragging me back, dragging me back to social media here because all of you are awesome. 
So I want to thank you again uh, just for, just for uh, all your support, uh, not only this year, but uh, uh, just, through, uh, just through the past few years being on social media. Couldn't have done this without any of you out there. So, so thank you so much for that. Uh, so coming up in just a few minutes, uh, it will be Cat. Cat is back. Uh, you know, Cat is uh, she's crazy tonight. She's she's just out of control, uh, and she's on hold right now so she can hear everything that I'm saying. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about uh, tonight. Some of it is relevant, a lot of it's irrelevant. <laughs> But we're just going to be having fun uh, here tonight in the days leading up to uh, to Christmas. So this is going to be a good show here tonight. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio uh, for having me be a featured host here on this network. Thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. Um, I am a family physician in full-time private practice uh, here in beautiful but cold Northeastern Ohio. So I will take my break, and after the break, that's right, the infamous warrior cat will be here. She, she's awake. She's ready to go. She's ready to chat. She's ready to, to give us her insights on the events of the day. Huh, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what's we'll see what's up with cat here. I have my coffee here. I have my coffee here, and uh, I am, I'll be ready for these uh, next two hours or or maybe less than two hours. We'll see what happens. You're listening to the Mike Savella Radio Program, the Night Shift Show here on the Block Talk Radio Network, a proud member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. You can get there by going to ProMedNetwork.com, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? Back better than ever. Back better than ever. This is the Night Shift Show here on the Block Talk Radio Network on a Saturday night. And on the line with us, I believe she's awake now. She's raring to go. She's ready to entertain all of you this evening, uh, Warrior Cat. Cat, how are you doing there this evening? I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) You know... You know, okay, I've been doing this night shift for over a year now. I guess it's been a year and a half. And, I mean, I have a feeling, though, that I'll wake up by the end of the show. (laughs) I'll be awake by the end of the show because I'm talking right now. I'm talking and I have to to think about something. But, see, I worked last night, and this morning I had a bunch of errands to run. And, you know, I can't. Dan having to go out in public during the Christmas season. So I had a lot wait, 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 back up, back up, back up. You, you don't like people, there, cat. You don't, you don't no. like, you know. No, here's the deal, though. I actually do like people. 
for the most part. You know, sometimes right. people get on my nerves. I could go through a phase because I'm in a really bad mood. And, you know, there's days I think anybody could feel like they hate people in general, right? But I don't like going out during the Christmas season in any store ever anywhere. I, and, and out on the road, like, I could feel my anxiety just rising to my head. And it felt like my head was going to explode. Wow. I just, yeah. And I'm like, I got to get home. I got to get home. I got to get home. And plus, I was exhausted from working the night, you know, last night. So I get home, and I'm like, I just got to eat something before I fall asleep. And I fell asleep. But then I woke up like an hour later, realized I still needed to eat because I was starving. So I ate really quick and fell right back to sleep. And I woke up about an hour ago. Because I put on the alarm, my alarm. <laughs> if I wouldn't have put on my alarm, I would have, I would have be still sleeping right now, probably. <laughs> you would have slept through this show, there, cat. It would have been awesome. <laughs> no, there's no way that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, and like for some reason, that's why, like, you know, when I called before the show started and we talked, I'm like, I, I don't know why, because I got, you know, I guess five maybe six hours of sleep, that should be enough for me, you know. But I guess the anxiety of this morning took a little bit more out, it zapped a little bit more out of me. So, you know, I'm starting a New Year's resolution early this year. I told you about this. I want to start running again because I have a couple of friends at work who are really, really getting into running, okay, and they're going and they're doing marathons and stuff. Wow. And, yeah. And it's like, you know, I remember how good I felt when I used to run. I mean, you feel so energized and healthy all the time. I feel like I can handle the night shift better, you know, because people are like, well, why don't you just go today? But, you know, because I could just put myself on the list for waiting list to go today. And I've worked days for so long, and I love everything about days. But the thing about it where in this unit that I work in, the people that I work with at night are probably – the most fun group of people I've ever worked with in my 17 years of nursing, whatever, it's been 18 years now. Like, they are just so awesome. And there's a lot of, there's pros and cons to working both shifts. But the main con for me to working night shifts is the fatigue, you know, and how it affects your health and your brain and stuff, right? Because you're not as, like, but since, I ha- since we work 12-hour shifts, we have a lot of days off, so you can, you can still have a life during the day on your days off. You know, three, maybe four, if you work overtime, days a week that you have to think about really sleeping through the whole day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you can still have a life. It'd be different if I worked, like, eight-hour shifts and, you know, I don't know. I'm babbling. I'm bab- I babble when I'm <laughs> exhausted. No, I, 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 I mean, it's your, your uh, you know, people's like, you know, because I've talked to a lot of people, and I take care of a lot of people who who work at night. And, and you, you work 12-hour shifts. Uh, and, you know, they, they sleep during the daytime. And... You know your whole timing is off, and it's 
you know, it's, it's like you're in a whole different world, you know, just trying to function working. And then in the daytime, you're trying to get stuff done because cause you're working at night. So it, it totally throws everything off. So, yeah, I, I, I understand that. I mean, do, 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 do you normally get, you know, six hours of sleep or something like that or more or less or? You mean during the day or? Um, yeah, yeah, usually. I don't know about, I'm not sure about usually. It depends on how tired I am. Uh, or like if I've already done my three days in a row or three nights in a row, probably the first day off I'll sleep real hard, you know, because by then you're just so wiped out. But, you know, like I said, I'm like, ah, oh, I could go to the Because there's people I like. on. It's not that I don't like the day shift. It's just that the people on nights is like we've, it's like a brother family to me, you know. We just get along so great and and everybody has each other's back. There's no backstabbing. We We have fun. We laugh. We, you know, it's just a great time. And. I don't know. And plus, it's more money. It's a lot more peaceful. It's, there's so many positives about the night. Like, I was scared when I first got, when I when I came to this NICU, they're like, I wanted days, obviously. But they're like, sorry, all we have is nights right now. I'm like, well, it's better than nothing, right? So I thought, okay, I'll get on nights, immediately put myself on the list. <laughs> but I ended up liking it more than I thought, you know more than I liked the night shift when I first started nursing. Just because, you know, the, the people are so cool and stuff. So, um, yeah, I just kind of stuck with it. And then plus at this hospital, it's so busy that on days, it is a madhouse. It is a madhouse. Yeah. And that's just, that. that is like, I mean, at night, sometimes we can be busy too, but generally at night, it's, it's quieter. You don't have as many admissions and stuff. So you don't have all these people all around different departments doing this and doing that and all in your space and stuff. You know? Right. So you feel more autonomous. <laughs> autonomous. Well, I mean, it, 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 uh, it, it, it all depends, you know, it, I mean, it all depends on the people, you know, and if, you know, if, if you you know if some people get along with you know the people in the daytime and the people in the nighttime and it's just uh you know it's all people's comfort level you know and but you're right i mean you know when, you know you know when when uh you know especially when i'm on call and i have to go in you know during the overnight shift um you know, the people there are crazy <laughs> it's just like i know <laughs> um it's i like mean it has to be Meaning that you know they're they're a little bit more laid back and low key and you know just they're just trying to just get through the entire shift you know and uh, you can joke around with them more and you know they're they're not as uptight as sometimes some daytime people are so but of course each place is different you know I, I'm gonna get letters now from people uh, but uh, you know. In general, yeah. I mean, I I, I think I think Kat, you, you would probably fit in better, probably with with nighttime people than with daytime people. But that's just me. You know, I don't know any of the people that you work with or anything like that. But that's just kind of what my guess is. Well, because I'm a nut, you know, and so that's yeah, you're right. I mean, well, like actually, what's so funny about at this place, a lot of the daytime people 
I've known for a long time, not all of them, but uh, because in, in this particular hospital that I'm at, it's, a, it's like they, they, well, it's been around part of the, okay, well, I showed you it when you came down here. There's, it started out as like an outpatient surgery center, okay? Then they built the heart hospital. Then they expanded, and there's a woman's hospital and a behavioral center, a cancer center, and all these different so they made it a full-fledged hospital. And so the women's hospital has been there for like six, seven years, I think. But what they did was the neonatologist that we have here is a totally different group than the other ones that I've worked with down here. So there's two totally different groups. These guys came from Corpus Christi. So also they had had some nurses that came from Corpus Christi too. So I didn't know any of them. You know, the, the doctors were new, are totally new to me. And, of course, those nurses, I didn't know them from there, but there's other nurses there that I've worked with down here where I work, where I worked before, that went here to this new hospital. So there's a mishmash of people from my area and people from Corpus. So the people that are from my area, I know them because we've worked together for many years. And a lot of those people actually work on days. And my friend Chris, she, I've worked with her since teen. 97, like since I first became a nurse, and uh, she's the one who's running now again, but so she's going to get me into it, but um, she's on date, and I would love to work with her, you know, and there's some other people I know too. It's just, just like I said, you know, the, the busyness of it, it's so high stress because of the, of, I mean, I told you when I was doing deliveries there before I went to the NICU. They could have over 30 deliveries in a 12-hour shift. Just regular, healthy babies. <laughs> you include right. the sick ones. Right. It's insanity. <laughs> so it's like, okay, can my can my psyche handle that? I'm not sure. <laughs> and I've worked in busy hospitals. Believe me, I have. But I think what I was told that we are the second hospital in Texas. We're the second busiest as far as deliveries, as far as labor and delivery and amount of births. I think we're second to Parkland. I think Parkland is first and we're second in the entire state of Texas. Parkland, like in Dallas. Like in Dallas. In fact, Parkland, they had some kind of reality show or like a documentary reality type show on Learning Channel or one of those channels, Discovery or about babies, you know, being born and stuff. And I think they did it out of Parkland because it was such a busy hospital. I never saw it, but I remember hearing about it. So, yeah, wow. we're that busy. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's why, uh, <laughs> kind of why I've been thinking <laughs> all night. <laughs> And, and and Kat, especially this time of year, I mean, it's especially busy because people just have babies down there. That's that's what they do. That's all they do all year long. <laughs> <laughs> I've never in my life. See, it's so funny because this morning I was at Hobby Lobby, and I turned the corner, and there was this woman. I'm like, whoa. She, I thought she was going to deliver right there. She was so out there. I'm like, she must be 15 months pregnant. She was just so... She was like, looked like her stomach was going to pop. 
I'm like, okay, please don't deliver here. I'm too tired to, like, deliver your baby. <laughs> I'm too tired to deliver your baby. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but she didn't so so you were you were at Hobby Lobby like, there? Yeah, I went you, to you, Hobby Lobby. We did oh. some crafts, stuff for crafting. I was getting some yarn. I had to get some yarn, some yarn, because I'm I'm making uh, scarves for some of my friends at work for Christmas. So. Oh well, that's nice of you. I've been asking everybody, what's your favorite color? And most people just tell me without like saying why. You know, I mean, if somebody asked me what's your favorite color, I would be like, oh, I, you know, I'm not even sure what my favorite color is. But let's say it's blue, okay? Oh, blue, why? You know, only one person asked me why. And I said, it's a secret. (laughs) You actually say that. It's a secret. It's a secret. (laughs) (laughs) I am the wacky girl at work, okay? I'm the crazy one. Well, I I can't even tell that cat. I can't tell. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, hey, I, you're probably very good at work, you know, not only good at your job, but, you know, probably good to, you know, get along with and uh, except, you know, maybe when you're making scars for people. I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of provide some entertainment at times, but so do some other people like Fernando and stuff like there's some really people at work. That's what I'm saying. We just have a good time. You know, there's, let's say all the parents are out, babies are sleeping, and we're just kind of, you know, chilling for a little while. You know, we sit and we just talk, and it's, it's fun. You know, it's not like, I don't know. We have fun. <laughs> we have fun at work. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. So, so, so you, you don't like people during the Christmas time of year. You're just like, get out of my way. I'm barely awake. I just want to buy this one thing and go home. I like people. Um, I guess, like, for instance, when I was in Hobby Lobby, they were playing Christmas music on the, on the thing, and, and I love Christmas music. The thing was so overstimulating, and at the same time, like, oh, you know, hearing the Christmas music made me all nostalgic and kind of like all emotional. And then I was all stressed out. I mean, now it sounds like I was probably acting like a freak in Hobby Lobby. No, I totally acted normal. Like I don't act crazy all the time. I just was going in, buying my things and left. And then I get in my car and I'm trying to get out of my parking space. And the person... Across, like if I looked in my rearview mirror, the person directly behind me in the other parking space was coming out at the same time. So I stopped, and apparently, I, I guess because I was out of the parking space a little bit, she thought she didn't have enough room, and she's honking at me. And I'm like, really, lady? I could have gone before you. You know what I'm saying? I stopped. <laughs> It'd be nice to let you go first. But all of a sudden, that's when I lost <laughs> But I got over it quick. But then I'm like, okay, I'm over it. Like, right, as soon as I... No, it's just so many people out. So many people out. And and it's like, you know, the the real meaning of Christmas gets lost under the hub, the 
the the the the the craziness of it all, the commercialness and craziness of it all. Was there was there a bell ringer there? There's probably a bell ringer there. Actually, you know what? The weird thing is, because last year there was a bell ringer at Hobby Lobby. I have not seen a bell ringer anywhere except one what? place. Anywhere. Not at the Walgreens. Not at anywhere. I saw they, one they, bell ringer. Are they, are they protesting down there in Texas or something? The bell ringers or what? What's the deal? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe our our Salvation Army closed down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it happens. But I mean, because I passed it on the way to work. But it's like, why isn't there? So you still have all the bell ringers, right? Oh, uh, they're everywhere up here. I mean, at least in our little town. <laughs> or maybe I just haven't been out that long, you know, like, or out that much, I should say, out that much. Where I've, but it seems like every year I see them no matter where I go. I mean, here, here they started right after Halloween. It started, like, in the beginning of November around here. It's crazy. <laughs> it wasn't even Thanksgiving yet, and you know, they started. <laughs> now they did. Yeah, I was like, what's up with that? Uh, no, isn't that weird? Oh yeah. Unless that, unless unless some no, I know I didn't see a bell ringer at Hobby Lobby this morning. I know I didn't. You know, I saw one bell ringer at a, a strip mall uh, right near that Logan's we went to. When we went to Logan's for lunch, that strip mall behind it. Actually, I went to that Hobby Lobby. There's two hobby slobbies in my. Uh, Excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. Hobby, hobby, hobby slobby. Hobby slobby. Is that what you call it? I just like. No, actually, I call it hobby lobby, but I like slobby. I like to say slobby. Anyway, <laughs> you know, your listeners probably like, what is wrong with that girl? You know. <laughs> What's wrong with me is I'm sleep deprived, people. No, they 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 love you there, uh, you know, cat. I mean, they they love they they don't they they don't they don't give a crap about me. They want to hear the warrior cat. You know what I'm saying? You know they're so you know it doesn't matter what you say. They're 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 just so entertaining. So so I, I interrupted just, you. So the, you can say hobby no. lobby whatever you want. <laughs> Actually, I usually say hobby lobby, but. Recently, I don't know, I said slobby for some reason one time, and I just thought it had a nice ring to it. But I had gone to that one, you know, like a few weeks ago or something, and I heard a bell ringer, but I didn't see him. It was a ghost bell ringer. But I was assuming it was probably at the PetSmart next door. I just couldn't see him in throngs and throws and crowds of people, you know. But I did hear a bell ding, 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 ding off in the distance. (laughs) That is the Maybe only you were just ignoring it. Maybe that was it. No, I heard it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, but that's the only one I've heard or seen, kind of saw, heard this season. And I'm telling you, yeah, we had them at every Walgreens, all the Hobby Lobbies, a lot of other places. So I don't, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I don't know what's going on down there. Hmm. Maybe maybe they're just not used to this cold weather we've been having, so they can't go out there 
and help the poor homeless people that have no coats. <laughs> because it's too cold for them to ring a bell. Because it's too cold for them to ring the bell in their nice warm Santa suit. <laughs> <laughs> so screw the homeless people with no coats at all. <laughs> We've had such cold weather this year. It's been amazing. Actually, we're warming up now. We're back into the high 60s, early 70s. Oh, well, that's good. We're, but we're I mean, all for like a week. Yeah. Because for a week there, again, we had low 40s, high 30s. I have never, I have been here many years, and I have never remembered a, a, a winter that we've had this much, many cold days. Wow. I don't know, know why. Why? It's it's that global warming. That's why. That's why it's I so guess cold. something. It's global colding. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's global freezing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I bet you that's it. I bet you the Santas can't take the cold. That's so shameful. They have the warmest <laughs> outfits of anybody down here. <laughs> oh man! Well, why don't uh, why don't we take a break? And uh, I close the chat room because there's nobody there. Everybody has better stuff to do tonight. So, um, but anybody who's listening, we appreciate you listening. So we'll be about some some stuff here. We'll we'll take a little break, and uh, I do have some stories here, and I know Kat, you sent me some stories, so we'll. We'll, we'll muddle through here tonight there, Kat. What do you think? Sounds like a plan, man. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. You're on the night shift show. And uh, we'll be right back after this.
Tonight Shift Show live on a Saturday night here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And Cat, uh, wake up. Cat, Cat, wake up. Cat, you're right. Cat. Hello. 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 I think you're. Actually, I, I am waking up. I think you're waking up now. <laughs> <laughs> I have caffeine. I have a co. I have a Coca Cola right here. Not a pop. But a Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's a pop. It's pop. Pop sounds so silly. <laughs> <laughs> a pop. Pop goes a weasel. Pop goes. <laughs> oh man. So so, Kat, did you did you hear about this this sign language guy from the? Uh, from the Nelson Mandela funeral. Did you hear about that guy? It was like I not actually. Okay, I wish now that I would have seen it because my mom mentioned something to it about. You know, for some reason lately, I have not been watching regular TV. I've been watching like uh, reruns of shows that I like. You know, like you're you're, you're, you're watching uh, Golden Girls. Have you watched Golden Girls in a while? Actually, I haven't watched that show in a while. Oh I've been God. on a. I've been on a Modern Family kick, and I've been on a Law and Order SVU kick. I've just been mm. – and watching Hulu and stuff, but I have not been watching the news, right? So, any so news let me – okay, yeah. let, 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 let me play these things, and, and, and then I'll get you up to speed, and uh, then, then, then maybe I can talk about it, and then you can listen. I don't know. Let, let, me, let me play some of this stuff here. I don't remember anything. Sorry. The man at the center of the sign language controversy in South Africa says he was hallucinating as world leaders were eulogizing Nelson Mandela. Tamsanka Shantila told the Associated Press on Thursday that he suffers from schizophrenia and saw angels coming into the stadium. And he said that he's had visions before and sometimes it's caused problems. Sometimes I will uh, react violent on that uh, uh, on that uh, uh, place. Uh, sometimes I will I, I will see like things like chasing me, and then you know I, I was in a very 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 uh, uh, difficult position. The, the question plaguing South African officials today is how did he end up in that position to begin with, able to get within arm's length of so many VIPs? Government is looking into this matter, but has not been able to conclude this inquiry due to the demanding schedule of organizing events related to the state funeral. A deputy minister says the owners of the company that provided Shantila have, quote, vanished into thin air. As for Shantila, he offered this apology of sorts. I would like to, to tell everybody that if I've offended anyone, please forgive me. But what I was doing, I was doing what I believe is my calling. I was doing what I believe it makes it different in the country. Although he signed at official South African events before, many sign language experts say his interpretation skills are a joke and his actions at the Mandela Memorial were a disgrace. Hannah Bookdahl, Associated Press. Another twist in the sign language controversy in South Africa. Local media reports disgraced interpreter Tamsanka Shantila faced a murder charge a decade ago. The new revelation is the latest blow to the South African government, already widely criticized for its handling of security at the high-profile event. We are concerned 
about a mishap where somebody who have not been uh, accredited, who um, have uh, not been checked who he is, his background and so on, is placed in such a strategic position and given such a responsibility. I Shantila says he suffers from schizophrenia, which has led to violent outbursts in the past. On stage at the Mandela Memorial, he was only an arm's length away from President Barack Obama and other world leaders. Supporters rallied outside his home in Soweto as the government investigates the claims. If there are irregularities that might have happened in the process of procuring the services of this gentleman, we would want to be upfront about it and indicate whether there was a mistake, but importantly, what we will do to make sure that this doesn't happen again. But this isn't the first time Shantila's interpreting skills have been called into question. A deaf attendee filed a complaint after an event where he signed for President Jacob Zuma last year. Maggie Mazzetti, Associated Press. So, so this guy, this guy, he didn't know what he was doing. He's just crazy. I can't believe that this guy was allowed to, to not only do this once, but do this twice, and now he has this history of whatever criminal activity in the past. It's just it's crazy, Cat. It's crazy. Were they able to prove that? Maybe I missed that in the story, but were they able to prove that he had schizophrenia? No, they were not able to prove that. He just claimed that, which is a whole other I mean, layer to the story. Wouldn't that be something that's easy to – I mean, they could get a psychiatrist to see if he's truly schizophrenic, if he's never been – like, how does he know – like, he probably is making that up, right? But let's say he really was schizophrenic. Then he must have been to a psychiatrist at some point in his life that diagnosed him with that, or he's probably on medication for that, right? You would think so, right, I mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so that's something I think that could be proven easily or disproven. And then, yeah, the fact that he was up for murder charge, I mean, it's just, <laughs> God. I, I, I never saw the footage of him doing what he was doing, the the interpretation stuff. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it was funny. Uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, had a uh, had a bit on it, and he had a guy who who was interpreting. <laughs> I think I think I think it was a comedy bit, but uh, um, about a guy interpreting what he was actually saying. It was just gibberish, and uh, it was kind of funny seeing that. I wonder if has Saturday Night Live done it yet, or are they doing it tonight? They're probably doing. They're it probably tonight. they're probably doing it tonight. <laughs> right now? No, just kidding. It's too early. <laughs> I don't watch tonight because you know they'll do something like that. Oh, exactly. And, uh, right, yeah. And they'll do uh, have, they'll have their uh, their Obama guy doing the selfie with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be, it's gonna be crazy, you know. Yeah. This, this is the this is what's so funny about it. Like you know, at the same time, people are outraged by all these different behavior things, right? But then we joke about it on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're all on this earth for a specific amount of time, and then we all die. And in a thousand years, none of this is going to even matter. Isn't that a terrible thing to say, but it's true? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now, of course, Nelson Mandela's legacy will live forever. I mean, some people do, yeah, some people do great things and that, you know, he's, he's already made his mark on this earth. No, nothing anybody else can tarnish that. That's right. Nothing anybody, you know, nobody can ever tarnish his image. They're just making themselves look foolish. 
Now, I did see an article, though, about uh, the guy who took the picture of the president doing the selfie, and he said that it was, the picture was taken out of context at the time that there was, you know, a lot of people, like, it behind him in the background dancing and celebrating, you know, how they do for celebrations. You know, when you celebrate, sure, exactly, life, right. it's not always somber. Right. So, yeah, right. he said it was taken out of context, so. But it, it was kind of funny to see that picture, though, because it's like they did look like, like teenagers taking a selfie. Like, I know. <laughs> it was like, it was kind of cute, you know what I mean? But then you think about it at the time, like, like I didn't realize that people were celebrating at that time. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you don't know, when you don't know the whole story, it, it, it did look so disrespectful, right? But. Like I said, we weren't there. We don't know exactly what was going on at the time, but uh, according to that photographer, that 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 wasn't a particularly somber time at that at that moment. So funny, I guess, because the selfie has become such a thing now that you know you see everybody doing selfies, and it's like, oh my gosh, the world is one big selfie. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. We're selfie obsessed. <laughs> I guess well, I me... why they put it in the dictionary because everybody does it, right? Well, a lot of people, selfies, a lot of people would have said, have said that. That's what all social media is. It's all self promotion. It's all about us, and it's all you know, all, all that kind of. Which I don't disagree with. You know, so but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, a lot of times you'll almost never see, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever posted a selfie on on social media. And I think part of that reason, like I never, when I get pictures taken of myself, I'm never happy with, or no, let me take that back. When I take professional pictures, you know, you go, after you've taken your pictures, you go and you pick out the ones you like the best. Well, I pick out the ones I like the best and I get rid of the rest. You know, and and they're, and they're professionally done, right? So, you know, to me, they're they're what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're controlled pictures. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. What I don't know what a word I'm looking for, but I'm very. I don't know. I'm just kind of, <laughs> no, I'm not controlling. I'm just. I don't know. I'm so. I don't know, self-conscious sometimes. Okay. Like, if that makes sense. I don't know why, you know. I mean, I, I, I've i seen you in person, Kat, and, and you're fine. <laughs> you know, I mean. Thank you. I, I, I think if you would put a selfie up there, I think, uh, you know, I don't think anybody would mind. I'll put it that way. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just don't have any touch-up ability to add to the selfie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's such vanity. That is such vanity, and that is a sin. I should not have this kind of vanity. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway that's a more lighthearted... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I 
think it's a little bit about vanity, but it's more about self-consciousness, I think, or, you know, insecurity. You know, even yeah. some of my profession, even some of my, a couple of my professional pictures that I, you know, picked because I really did like them. Sometimes I'm like, do I really like that one? I mean, it's like, how hard am I going to be on myself? Am I ever going to just accept myself for the way I am, the way I look? Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one day, there, cat. Maybe one day, you know. And and I and I think when you do, I, I think I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I don't think like I'm a dog. <laughs> I, I don't think ever anybody ever said that. No, I know, but I mean, like, it's not that I'm. I, it's not that I think that necessarily I'm ugly or anything. It's just that, you know, I guess, and maybe it's it's, you know, you could you could say a little bit in society of what society's. Uh, idea of beauty is right is usually you think you know perfection oh you know so that is what beautiful is and it's like do I fit that mold I don't know so you see so you want to you want to fit a mold no I guess no no I'm different I'm 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 different I'm different (laughs) that's right I'm special. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm outside of the mold. God broke the mold when he made me. <laughs> That's right. See me, I don't I don't really give a care. I, I will uh I, I'm happy to put any kind of picture up uh about me because it's about me and uh if you like it, great. If you don't like it, well then forget it. So <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could be like that. Like, for instance, at work, if people are taking, oh, like, like it's somebody's last day, right? So they want to take pictures of the whole group of people so they have something to remember them by, you know. I'll be like, oh, my God, I look terrible on that one. Can you just take one more? And I'll ask them to delete it. I mean, that is so obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if they're going to put it up on their Facebook page. <laughs> so you don't like that? You just don't like, you're just like no, that's not going to happen. So do, do you actually, like, physically then stop people from taking a picture of you and you're like, forget it, stop? Yeah, I'll, a lot of times I'll be like, no, I, I don't like the way I look right now. Please, I don't want to take a picture. Mm. And I don't know, I, I don't know where that came from. I, You know, I don't know where that that fear of, I, I guess I'd never like to be the center of it. Not that I'm the center of attention with a picture, but what I'm saying is, which is I'm on this show with you, right? I'm putting myself out there. But I'm also right. in a, on a phone. You know, people aren't necessarily, I'm not like on TV, right? But, right, right. But having a picture doesn't put you in the center of attention. I just don't like, I've always kind of been in the background and, you know, like in high school, I was a water a water flower. <laughs> a, a wallflower, huh? A wallflower <laughs> that hid under the waterfalls. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't want any attention on me. I've right, never right, right. been comfortable with attention on me. 
But you know what's crazy, too? Even though I've never liked attention on me, in college I did great in public speaking, and I was in musical theater. I'm like a weird dichotomy. Like, I can't you were in musical and, theater? Really? I never knew that. Yeah. And, I, and when I got on stage, I was fine. I was fine. Really? I was in my element. When I when I would get up and do like in 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 my speech class in college I got an A. Wow. I just I don't know what it is. If I have to perform and maybe that's why I can do this show. I you know, if I have something prepared already actually. This is a little off the cuff. But like I said, I'm on a on a phone and not like in front of people. But like with the speech I had something prepared. With musical theater, you have a script, you have so, you know, you already know what you're going to sing or you're going to say or whatever. Um, I could probably never be a stand-up comedian. Like, let's say I was funny, <laughs> like really funny, enough to be a stand-up comedian. I don't know if I'd be able to do that because I would fear heckling. I would fear being made fun of or making a fool of myself. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So there's, yeah, yeah, there's certain things. There's certain things that I'm very self-conscious about, and I don't want to be out there. But yet, at the same time, I can do musical theater, and I can do these other things. It's so weird. I have like maybe I have two personalities. <laughs> Cat has two personalities. Breaking news. <laughs> so I need to think of a name for my alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is a crazy show here tonight. It's crazy. Yeah, why am I babbling? <laughs> what am I even babbling about? <laughs> See, people, this is what happens when I, I'm that tired. I babble about nonsense. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Let's uh, let's uh, let's do one more story here before the top of the hour here. Uh, let me just play this, and then we'll just talk about it. How about that? One of them is the winner, I'm sure. Yoo-hoo! To win, baby! To win it all! Players across 43 states, the District of Columbia, and the U.S. Virgin Islands are sharing a dream that Friday the 13th is their lucky day. Winner. A surge in ticket sales propelled a hefty Mega Millions jackpot even higher as Friday night's drawing drew ever closer. The game underwent a major overhaul in October, resulting in much higher payouts and much lower odds of winning the top prize. Our players wanted bigger jackpots that grew faster, so we listened to our players and we did that. The current jackpot has rolled over 20 times to an estimated $425 million, the second largest in Mega Millions history. I think it's too much money for one person to have, so a lot of it will be given away. If I win... I would probably give most of it away. And I would be able to help everybody in need, especially my family. We still have children in college, so that would help out immensely. If I win, I'm going to quit my job and buy a ton of cards and, you know, everything nice. (laughs) Don't quit the day job just yet. The odds of winning, about 1 in 259 million. Hannah Bookdahl, Associated Press. So you you, you play the lottery there, don't you, Kat? I play. Is it? Is that what you asked? Yeah. I play yeah. a lot. 
Um, you know, the only time I've ever played, well, like I, I play once in a while when the, the jackpot is like super, super, super big because I feel like, you know, you see everyone on Twitter, all my friends at work, they're all buying tickets, and I'm like, I need to because, you know, if somebody I know wins it, I'm going to be bitter. I need to at least try. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't normally play the lottery. And so the- <laughs> there's no way I'm going to win. But yet, you know what? When I do buy a ticket, in my in my head and in my heart, I'm like, I'm going to win. For a little bit, I kind of feel like I could win. I could really win. Like, I really honestly tell myself that I could win. Because somebody does win usually. Not usually, but... You know, they say, okay, your chances are one in 250 million, whatever it is. But somebody freaking wins. <laughs> somebody freaking wins. They're that freaking lucky. It could be me one day. It could be you one day there, Kat. That's what I'm saying. It really could. What would you do with all that money there, Kat? Well, you know... Honestly, I would put aside enough money for me and my family to live the rest of our lives comfortably. But I honestly, and it may sound like crap to people, but I don't care. <laughs> a lot of it. Go ahead, say be, it, say it, say it, Kat. Go ahead. No, a it. lot good. of it. I would no, a lot of it. I would be given away <laughs> because there's no way if I won a big jackpot like 250 million, let's say, or 300 million. That could make anybody crazy, first of all. And secondly, I don't need that much money. I don't need that much money. There's plenty of homeless animals and homeless people that could use that money. There's, there's charities that need, you know, there's, there's so much that I would want to do with it. I, that actually excites me, the thought of being able, because, you know, I, I might, let's say, especially now during Christmas time, you watch these news stories and you see, you see they'll, they'll put like a family in need and, and whatever their hardship is and you know God you just wish that you had this money to give them right you just feel that you wish you could help them right if I was a freaking multi-millionaire I could be able to do those things I could be able to make a difference in people's lives and I think I would actually but of course I wouldn't be stupid I wouldn't give it all away I would have enough money so I could live the rest of my life Comfortably, I don't need though a yacht. I don't need a Ferrari. I like a nice car, but <laughs> I don't need I don't need a mansion because it's too big to clean. And I guess yeah, I guess I could get a maid. But what what am I going to do with a gigantic mansion? Run around in it? <laughs> I'm very I'm very full in my needs. You know what I'm saying? I'm not very high maintenance, so um, I, I would I would love to help people with a lot of that money. I mean, you know, I and I'm not saying that because I think I'm just some awesome person or anything like that. I, I would just want to do it because I like helping people. I really do enjoy helping people. So, All yeah, right. that's what I would, yeah. I would love well, to I mean, build, like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, uh, and, and you start to hear these stories this time of year. I have, I have another story here that, because, uh, you, you know, because maybe it's last year, the year before, all these layaway Santas, 
And uh, oh, I would love to do that. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a story here, and uh, it says Layaway Santa rings up twenty one thousand dollars for strangers. This is from NBC News, and it says here uh, parody was at a uh, Walmart in Florida uh, about a week ago to pick up uh, bikes for a Toys for Tots drive held by his work when he overheard a woman saying she didn't know if she could afford her layaway this year and may have to cancel her order. And um, he said he, he wandered into the layaway section and, uh, and he said it's kind of a depressing place over by the bathrooms and bikes. Um, he asked the manager to tally up all the layaways, thinking it could not be that much, but it totaled $89,000. And the guy was immediately struck by how many uh, so he said he couldn't pay them all off, but he could take care of about twenty-one thousand. So, uh, so what he did was, uh, the people in the area there, um, he would swipe his card and he would say "Merry Christmas," and there's all these people there who had their layaways paid off. And uh, you hear about this, you know, um, across the country, you know, this time of year. And uh, that's, I think that's what, that's what's something that you would do there, Ken. I think, I think you would be one of those layaway Santas if you won it all. I would love, to, you know, yeah, I think things like that would be just, because it really does make you feel good to help people, you know. And uh, it, in a way, it is kind of a selfish thing to do because it makes you feel be- it makes you feel good to make somebody else feel good. Um, and you know, I do. I watch something on on TV, and you hear see a hard luck story about a family who's going through something, and you you just get sucked into it, and you wish so bad that you could help them, but there's like really nothing you can do. I mean, you know. They might need hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a special surgery for their their child, and it's not like you can afford to give them that. <laughs> but you <laughs> wish you could do something, you know. And uh, and like I said, I I wouldn't feel I, it, it. It's almost scary in a way for me to think about winning that much money at one time, because you know you hear stories all the time about how winning the lottery really screws up people. Some, some people, you know. Right. Uh, but I would definitely want enough money, want enough money put aside for me and for anybody in my family, anybody that I know, friends and family that needs money taken care of. And, you know, so I, I don't have to worry about, you know, because we worry now, too, about this economy and especially the way healthcare is going. I mean, is it going to be like Canada where it's going to be hard to find nursing jobs? Are they going to be laying off nurses? Things like that. You don't want to have to worry about where your next paycheck is coming from, right? So I would definitely not give away all of it. <laughs> but I would love to. Like, for instance, we have a, you know how I rescue cats and everything. Well, we have a, um, a low-cost spay-neuter clinic in the area, and that's where I would take most of my cats to get uh, the strays that I would trap, I would take them there to get spayed and neutered. And they really need to expand more to make more of a difference in the community. It's like they, they statistic-wise, you know, like they have to take care of so many cats uh, or dogs per, per month to reach, to be able to make a dent in the, you know, in the population of strays, right? So they're working up to that because this is not that new of a place, but it's 
they need to be like a certain size, right? Well, I would expand that place. I would make them a huge, whatever it is they need to, to spay and neuter as many animals as they could. You know, I would want to make a difference in the population of the strays that you see out in the street, right, because I love animals. Um, I love, I love, you know, kids. I love babies. I would want to help in whatever way I could, uh, for, you know, children that are abused, things like that, families in need that have no money, uh, I would love to build a shelter for, you know what I'm saying? For homeless people. I mean, there's just so many things that I would want to do that way too, to, uh, be able to make a difference in the community because there's no reason that I would need $300 million in the bank. I would never use it all. Or would it, I mean, it would just really? be rotting in a bank. I, I could never use all that money, no. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, I couldn't. I, 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 don't, I don't even play the lottery. Like, just like, why? You know, just like... But because my 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 my, st- my office staff makes fun of me all the time because uh, he said said hey doc when when we when we uh, when we all win we're all going to still come back and and work here because you know because we know you're not going to play uh, but uh, when we win we're still going to work here <laughs> and, and I laugh at them every week I'm like see you tomorrow everybody <laughs> because I don't well, you know and I, you know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, play the lottery. I don't do that stuff. I don't know why. I mean, it, it, I don't judge people. I don't think people are bad people for for playing the lottery. That's just not me. Right. Well, yeah, I don't normally play. Um, now, well, people do ask me, and I, 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 you know, like I can't imagine not doing the job that I do because I love it so much, right? Like, if I won the lottery, I would work PRN. You know, I wouldn't even work part time. <laughs> work PRN and work when I want to work, right? But I couldn't imagine not doing my job ever. You know, I couldn't imagine never doing that again. Right. I love what I do. So, right. Uh, I, I, so that's what I'm saying. But who knows if, if I won the lottery, if I would just, you know, yeah, I work so PRN that I eventually just not go back anymore. And that would be bad, too. But, I, you know, I don't know. It's never going to happen, so I'm just talking a pipe dream. <laughs> but every time, yeah, every time I actually do buy a lottery ticket, I'm like, I could win. I, I, there is a part of me that believes that I could win. And then I get the paper, or I look on the Internet, and I have not won any of <laughs> <laughs> or I have one number. So, so you see, you you guys get the mega millions down there in Texas. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know all the states that, that we'd have it. Yeah, I well, they're, they're they're picking it on Tuesday again. So, uh, so get ready there, people. And uh, so, how much? Uh, I'm going to tell me. Uh, I don't. I don't know what it is. Let, let me. Uh, uh, let me. Uh, <clears throat> let me ask my producer. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me ask my producer what the uh, what the <laughs> what the number is. No, it's just let people know. No, it's just me, people. It's me. Let me see here. Megamillions.com. 
uh, $550 million with the cash option, the lump sum being $295 million. Hmm. So there you go, there. See, in order for me to do the things I would want to do, I'd probably have to take the lump sum. Like if I want to help that that uh, that low cost Bay and Neuter clinic, I would need a big chunk of money for them to just build a big new building. Mm. <clears throat> Don't you think? Well, the, the the first thing you would have to do is is to get a huge mega million dollar security system around your place because everybody's going to be coming after you. That's what would happen. <laughs> well, you saw where I live. You saw the the. the you, <laughs> I live in like a freaking fortress. No, I mean it's like we have the the you know the concrete type you know stucco wall around the house, and then we got yeah. The, but but for three hundred and two hundred ninety five million dollars, I think people will find a way to get through that. <laughs> Actually, actually, to be honest, I would never. I probably would never tell anyone. I would get a good lawyer. Well, I might tell you, you know, in private, not on the show. Um, yeah, but there, would, there would be a press conference. I mean, you, your your well, no, face you would be to, everywhere. You can stay anonymous if you win that thing, can't you? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I guess you could try, but, I mean, you know, people, just like you said, rumors and, you know, people will say anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess so, right? Well, well for, let me see. For I that amount that of money. Changes, that changes all my plans then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just won't play because there's no way I can handle winning that kind of money at once. <laughs> I just continue right. to work hard and make money. Uh, why don't we why don't we take a break while while Kat thinks about whether she's <laughs> gonna play the lottery on Tuesday. <laughs> You're listening to the night shift show here on Blog Talk Radio. Kat and I will be right back and, and she'll answer the question right after this these messages. If she will play lottery next week, we'll be right back.
And welcome back to the Night Show Show right here on Blog Talk Radio on a Saturday night. Shout out to all five people who are listening to us right now. I, I don't really know if they are, but uh, I'm looking at the stats. And hey, thanks for listening to us tonight. Hey, Kenna, how are you doing? So are you going to play the lottery? Are you not going to play the lottery? What, what, what have you decided? I will play once I get registered to uh, carry a concealed weapon. <laughs> So you heard it here first, kids. So if you see Cat in line getting Mega Millions, you know she's packing heat. So don't That's right. mess with her. Don't even think about getting between me and my gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So this is hour two here, Cat. This is this is where this is where we just kind of let her all hang out and uh, just get real crazy. So, uh, so here's the first story, and, and you, have, you have to get your, your British accent ready. Uh, so this is from CNN, and uh, I know this story is right up Cat's Alley here. Our, our friend, uh, our good friend Prince Harry and, and his friends, uh, they reached the South Pole. This is the story from CNN from December 14. Prince Harry and a trekking team, trekking team made up of servicemen and women reached the South Pole on Friday, organizers for the Walking with the Wounded Charity said three teams of seven participants each representing the United Kingdom, United States, and the Commonwealth, which consists of several countries long affiliated with the British Empire, took part in the charity event. Originally, it was a race among three teams to reach the South Pole, but organizers called off the competition because uh, it was putting undue strain on the participants. They wimped out, basically is where it is. Harry himself a member of the uh, Britain's Armed Forces, having served in Afghanistan and elsewhere, had a long association with the charity in several ways. Uh, he's been preparing for his latest trek for a long time. This includes taking part in the walking with the wounded expedition to the North Pole, even plunging into the Arctic Ocean's freezing waters in 2011 before withdrawing to attend his brother's William's wedding. More importantly, uh, he traveled to Iceland for training and even spent 24 hours in an industrial freezer in preparation for the South Pole trek. The teams had to trek more than 200 miles across the sparse continent in temperatures as low as minus 31 degrees Fahrenheit. So, Kat, what do you think about it? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Harry. What, what, what's, your, what's your take on this story? I love Prince Harry. You know, we had a fling one. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Did I ever tell you about our fling? Uh, no. No, I, I never heard about it. What, it was short-lived. It? it was short-lived, but uh, he was just, oh, I just love Prince Harry. But, you know, he's so good. He's so good to the people. He does so much charity work and so much good for everyone, you know. I don't know where I'm going with this accent. It almost sounds like <laughs> You know, I I I heard he he bought you a Mega Millions ticket once. Is that true? Yes, he did, but it didn't win. So I thought that's what I ended the fling because you know he, I was like, thank you, you worthless piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he can afford to give me the money that I would have won on the Mega Millions, and you know. <laughs> You know, this is the thing. This is the thing about, uh, you know, charity and stuff. Like, he's going through these very difficult um, um, 
Um, <laughs> I wish I could think of words oh, I could think of at the right time. Oh, it's you got difficult. nothing. These difficult, I guess I can't, it's harder for me to think of words when I'm doing the British accent. These difficult, um, like being being in the freezer to prepare for this, okay? Like, you know, yeah, I like charity too, but it's a lot easier to just give money, like when you win the lottery, <laughs> than to go in a right. freezer to prepare for some kind of thing. You know, it's it's like, I'll only go so far for my charity giving. <laughs> I don't want to physically suffer to help people, okay? <laughs> wow. Well, no, I mean, okay, no, it's good to give your time. Like, for instance, if you work at a soup kitchen. But, you know, to, you know, doing the kind of things he did to prepare, to prepare for this event is rough. It's hard on the body. You know, working at a soup kitchen is not going to make you get frostbite. <laughs> oh, man, Cat is out of control here tonight. That's good. No, but, I mean, that's what I love about them, though, the, whole, the royals in general. I mean, they're so giving, not only with their money, but with their time and with their, with their um, physical ability. <laughs> and I'm very proud of Prince Harry that he's stayed out of the tabloids lately and he's been doing things like this rather than, you know, dancing naked with hookers in, in, in Las Vegas of all places. Of course, yes. You know, acting like a hooligan. He's been known to do that sometimes. I'm glad he's acting with a little bit more decorum in class like a <laughs> real Brit should. Stop hanging out with Americans. <laughs> frosty, frosty Americans. <laughs> that's good, Kat. Good job. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're 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 waking up now. I think I think you're waking I up. I think now, I'm waking so. up. I'm waking <laughs> up, man. <laughs> Oh man, we, we 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 had a caller, but they hung up because I didn't recognize the number. So, oh well, sorry, caller. <laughs> There's probably a, a prank caller. Uh, it, it, it's, prob- it's probably yeah, exactly. It's probably somebody <laughs> from. Uh, it's probably the Queen calling, saying doesn't like your accent. So, oh well. Or Prince Harry <laughs> saying, uh, "I'm going to sue you for slander, bitch." <laughs> Whoa! No, I'm just kidding. I never had I never had an affair with Harry. <laughs> never. Never. I don't want to get sued for slander. Of course, he won't get much from me compared to what he has. Oh man. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, let me uh, let, let me see how you do with this story. I think you'll like this story. Uh, okay. Um, this is let's see. This is from uh, December thirteenth. Uh, when sisters Charm and Brittany Nicole look in their mirror and find a flaw, they turn to Daddy Dearest, not for words of assurance, but for a plastic surgery fix. A 25, the 25-year-old beauties from Orange County, California, were adopted as babies by plastic surgeon Michael Nicole, who 
uh, is certainly not afraid to mix work with family. Uh, Charm first went under daddy's knife at age 10 to fix her Audi belly button. While Brittany started with a breast augmentation straight out of high school, the two have since had procedures ranging from rhinoplasty to regular Botox injections at their daddy's office. I'm often asked, do my daughters, uh, do I feel my daughters are good ambassadors for my kind of work? I would say yes, the guy says. The girl's mom was initially against the procedures but has given in to the idea. The mom says, I was enthused about the girl's surgeries because, to be honest, I didn't want them to think every time uh, something bothers them they'd have to run for a surgery. They uh, work out and they do take care of themselves, thank God. It seems uh, crazy for some girls in their mid-20s to be having so much work done, but the sisters insist it's a normal way of life. Orange County, getting your breasts done is uh, basically like getting a teeth cleaning here, one of the girls said. Dad agrees. They've lived in the world of cosmetics, so they understand the importance of looking and maintaining your beauty for the rest of their lives. So what do you think about that, Kat? So, so their adopted dad or the adopted kids, uh, they're, they're getting breast surgery and other plastic surgery. What do you think about that? Well, I encourage our listeners to check out this story online so they can see a picture of these two girls. Okay, The blonde girl is very pretty. The brunette girl is starting to look like that cat woman, you know, that woman that's trying to make herself look like a cat. I think she looks hideous, okay? And she's, what, 25? She is going to look like a monster by the time she's 35. And that's Really? I think so. You know, when you do that much plastic surgery, you start, yeah, you start to look fake. But then you start to look hideous. Stop doing it. Yes, I am all for you want to get a breast lift, you want to get a little Botox maybe, you want to get a facelift. That's fine. But when you are that obsessed with it, no, that is not normal. That is not normal. I know it's not normal for me to be so self-conscious about selfies and stuff. Okay, yes, that's vanity. But I'm not going to go out every week and get something new done cosmetically to my body because have you ever heard of Michael Jackson? Look what he ended up looking like. Well, now he really looks bad, but still. Wow. <laughs> but, I mean, he ended up looking like a freak. You know, this is what happens when you overdo it. Stop it. Stop it. That brunette chick, to me, look, started, is starting to look like that. You know who I'm talking about, right? I don't know her name, but she looks right. like a cat. You know, I love cats. <laughs> But humans should not look like cats, okay? That's not the way God intended it to be. He intended cats to look like cats. Aha. Uh-huh. And, and, and people to look like people, to look like real humans, not plastic, scary, monster-looking. That is so <laughs> irritating. I was so annoyed when I, when I read that article. I was so annoyed because... You know, that they're making it sound like that that is okay and that is so normal, especially at their ages. You know, I expect to hear something like that from somebody who's older, way older, right. and has had kids, you know. Right. Um, right. And uh, uh, what else was I going to say about uh, – oh, yeah, also, I know, yeah, he's their adopted father, but he's still their father. It's not like against the law, right? It's just highly suggested that you don't um, 
uh, like you treat, treat be, your family. You know, treat yeah, your family. you shouldn't treat your family. First of all, I wouldn't want my daddy fixing my boobs and things like that. You know, that's gross. First of all, but secondly, right. yeah, isn't that a, like a? Isn't there a uh, whatever you call it a, a conflict there? A exactly a conflict of interest. That's right. A conflict of interest. So is it? So it's not against the law. Apparently, it's not. No, it, it's it's not illegal, but it is discouraged. Yeah, like what dad would want to be fixing their kid's boobies? That's disgusting. What a weirdo. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think you're awake now, Kat. This is good. You're, uh... I'm awake and my emotions are going all over the place. You know, I don't think I've ever babbled as much as I've babbled during this show. And and, and I've, a lot of times I'm not making sense. But I am waking up now and it annoyed me so much. And looking at that brunette chick annoyed me, too, because I'm like, girl, you think you're hot? I mean, she's not – she hasn't hit the hideous point yet, okay? She hasn't hit the hideous point. But she looks so <laughs> obviously fake. And you know what? She looks older than what she is to me. She looks older because she's had so much plastic surgery, and you can tell that you only think – she looks like a woman in her 40s who's had a lot of plastic – too much plastic surgery, trying to look younger. And she's, what, 25? Right. She's making herself look older. That's how stupid she is. And that's how stupid the dad is for letting her do that. All right, I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) Chick, you look older. Stop stop while you're ahead, girl, because you look gross. And that blonde girl, though, still looks good. She doesn't look as bad. So, but she's... You know, blondes tend to age faster than brunettes. Sorry, I probably will get hate mail out there, but I don't care. It's true, though. <laughs> so blondes don't have more fun. I, I guess I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, this is good. This is good. All right, so... Um... I, I, have, I have another story here for you, which I, I, you don't know about, so this is going to be very good to see what happens with this. <laughs> uh, let me uh, let me let, let me play this, and then and then we'll talk about it. The FDA gave a red light to a drug meant to rev up a woman's sex drive. The agency rejected a little pink pill called flibanserin, saying it had modest effectiveness. Another major roadblock in the 15-year quest to find a female version of Viagra, that blockbuster little blue pill for men with erectile dysfunction. We've had biological solutions and treatments for men. I think it's time for women. Sprout Pharmaceuticals developed flibanserin and says it's at an impasse with the FDA but plans to appeal. They believe they've cracked the code to increasing a woman's libido in a daily pill that acts on brain chemicals linked to mood and appetite. We figured out really what it is that turns it on in the brain. But experts say female sexual desire is complicated, based more on psychological than physical factors, and a pill may not be the only answer. Dr. Leah Milheiser supports flibanserin, but also recognizes what it can't do for women. 
they have many factors that can contribute to their sexual dysfunction. This drug isn't necessarily going to treat the fatigue that might be giving you a low sex drive or, you know, the kids that you have running around or the partner who isn't helping you out with the chores around the house. The FDA questioned whether flibanserin's benefits outweigh the risks, including side effects like fatigue, dizziness, and nausea. Women who took the drug reported 1.7 more satisfying sexual experiences per month than women on a placebo. The agency is expected to rule on the appeal early next year. Cindy Sharp, Associated Press. So, Kata, I, I know that you represent all women in America right now. And, um, I, don't, you know, I guess I don't represent the blonde women. They all want to kill me right now. <laughs> I know you represent all blonde women uh, right now. And... Uh, <laughs> Who are uh, who, who are looking for for the uh, female Viagra pill, and uh, I think it's a conspiracy. I, I think I think the FDA is blocking this, and um, you know they uh, uh, that is uh, something that is uh, needed out there. And, and I'm looking forward <clears throat> to the uh, female Viagra uh, commercials, um, which will probably be on something like Dancing with the Stars. What do you think? You know, the FDA has really been getting on my nerves lately, like bad, okay? They want to, you know, they want to demonize the, the, the vapors in the world, okay, and make a big deal out of something that's 10 million billion times healthier than real smoking. And now, wow. trying, <laughs> keep going, girl, keep everything. going. They're trying to ban everything and anything that can make people happy now, you know? Why don't they they just let people live and be happy? Well, but, okay, here's the thing. Here's my question about this, whatever they called it. I couldn't even repeat the, the name because what did they call it again? I have no idea. That's a really long name. Filibuster no or something like that. It's, it's <laughs> by filibuster. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, side effects were dizziness, nausea, and fatigue. What about high blood pressure? Did they say that? Because doesn't Viagra cause men's blood pressure to skyrocket and stuff like that? I mean, isn't this, is, doesn't Actually, it work the yeah, same way uh, as... But Viagra can do the opposite for some people. Um, like oh, drop really? blood pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I think, to me, it, it seems like if they're making men excited, they're raising blood pressure. But I, now that's 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 crazy. I didn't know that. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they'll end up going through with it eventually. They'll get it out there. You know, I thought I've heard of. Tell me if I'm wrong. It seems like I've heard of uh, women taking Viagra. To do that, I mean, don't some women do that? They actually I've heard, I, I, I've heard of that, and I don't know if it's really worked or not, but uh, I've heard of people doing that. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I, I mean, I, hmm. Points to ponder. <laughs> Points to that. That that is a great uh, segue there. Points to ponder. Uh, as we go to the break for the for the last thirty minutes of the show, 
And uh, I can't believe that uh, it's going by that fast. And, and finally, Cat is awake. So this will be the best part of the show. <laughs> here because, because Cat will be fully awake. And uh, <laughs> um, maybe I'll find some more news stories or maybe we'll just chat <laughs> for the last 30 minutes here. So, uh, uh, so we'll be right back here uh, for the last uh, half an hour of the show, and you're listening to the Night Shift Show here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And Kat, uh, I have to say, as you go to the break, we, we're, our, our live listeners have skyrocketed. We're like in the 50s now. Maybe that's people no, that not. listen for five. No, we are. We're, we listen, we, they probably listen to five, for five seconds and they and they dropped out, but they still count. So we're. Uh, um, we we have skyrocketed these last thirty minutes. We have gotten the ear of Block Talk Radio, so uh, wow. we, have, uh, we have thirty minutes left to to bring it I'm home. Probably, you... With all those people, they dropped right off. <laughs> that does it, it, it is fine. That's fine because that that helps our numbers. <laughs> So uh, what, what do we uh, what do we take a break and then we'll be back for the last uh, half an hour here of the Night Shift Show here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Cat and me, we will be right back. to the night show show here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. That was uh I don't know what that was. Uh so uh so Kat, are you are you ready to this is the last uh, thirty minutes you you ready to ready to bring it home? Maybe I'll be nice this segment. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, man all right. Well, let's uh, let's see here. Let's uh, let's we'll start see. out with a pot. We'll it depends on what the story is. <laughs> we'll we'll start it with a pot story. Uh, I love that. This is from uh, this is from tonight. This is from Saturday, December fourteenth, from the Associated Press, from State College, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania State Police they say they found twenty pounds of marijuana in boxes wrapped as Christmas presents inside a minivan after a traffic stop. The newspaper reports that thirty-eight-year-old Randy from Surfside, Florida, faces felony drug charges after the stop on an I-80 near State College, which is close to World Headquarters here. Uh, Police say they became suspicious after the guy uh, was stopped Thursday afternoon. They got him to agree to a search. Why did he agree to a search? That's stupid. They say they found 20 pounds of weed vacuum sealed inside large boxes wrapped as Christmas gifts. 
online court records say he was taken to local jail. A defense lawyer wasn't listed. So uh, I guess it was going to be a Merry Christmas for some people, Cap, but I guess <laughs> not, not that guy. So he had a choice for them to search his well, – okay, why was he stopped? Vehicle. Right. He didn't say why he was stopped in the first place. He was probably speeding, okay. but it doesn't say. But, you know, like if you get pulled over for speeding, cops don't necessarily need to search your vehicle unless they suspect you of something else, correct? Do you think they, uh, so that they could actually smell it? That's right, Officer Cat. You are correct. <laughs> Did they have a dog sniffer with them? <laughs> they I mean, they could have. You know, like <laughs> why wouldn't they just think he had regular Christmas presents back there? They were all the same size and looked like blocks of weed. <laughs> just, like what made them decide to look in those Christmas gifts? You know, they they don't give enough of the story for it to make sense. Like, yeah, if he agreed to a search, he's really stupid. He must have been super stoned and thinking that. You know, nothing was maybe that happen. maybe that's the story. He was super um, stoned. Yeah. Didn't know. So maybe they're like, huh? Let's find out where his weed is. Oh, here's all his weed. <laughs> this guy is obviously stoned. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to deliver those gifts that. Homeless shelters, who knows? <laughs> Poor, you know, like, what a dummy. So how long is he in jail for? They didn't say that either. Yeah, no, it did just happen. Even, it yeah. just happened this week, so uh, they uh, <clears throat> they didn't say. Yeah, because, yeah, the only reason they would act, like, if you're pulled over for, I guess, speeding, I guess the only reason they'd want to search your car is if you look under the influence or, yeah. Yeah, that must have been it. Or they they must have smelled an aroma, get in the car, and they smelled the aroma. And Maybe it was smoking in the boys' room. Smoking in the boys' room, I tell you, I was smoking in the boys' room. And I'm that easy, don't you feel me? Up with your room. Because everybody knows that smoking ain't allowed in school. And now vaping ain't either. You just lost your last five listeners. <laughs> I'm so good at, at, at driving people away from your show. Are you sure you like having me as a co-host? <laughs> no, I do, Kat. It's Thank always, you. It's always Thank fun. Because I love being your co-host. It's fun. I, I just like talking about these crazy stories. These are these are fun stories here. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Uh, you, you, you always try good ones. You, 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 want, you want another story? <clears throat> yeah. Bring it on. All right, so this is from Italy. This is from Milan, Milan, Italy, from the Associated Press from uh, December 13th. Uh, it says uh, a provocatively adorned outdoor Christmas tree in central Milan was just too naughty for city officials who have ordered it denuded of its racy sex toys. The city said in an order that the Christmas season 
quotes, qualifying as a holiday for children and families requires sobriety in urban decorations, unquote. I don't even know what that means. In particular, when using traditional symbols that distinguishes Christmas, uh, Norma, who launched an Italian sex toy e-commerce website this year, said Friday she complied immediately with the order, but she defended the so-called tree of pleasure, saying that the objects were chosen were elegant and not obviously X-rated. She said her goal is to break down taboo uh, taboos by making sex toys completely normal, everyday objects. Uh, she acknowledged uh, some complaints, but said most passers-by during one day the one-day display were enthusiastic. And there's a picture here, which I know this is radio, uh, but um, it looked fine to me. I don't know. Those those Italian people, cats, they're they're crazy. Well, this is in Italy, so I don't know why. It seems like everything, things in Europe, it's like anything goes, right? I mean, I'm surprised. Like, I would expect this story to come out of the United States. Yeah, like somewhere like in Texas, people, probably. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is that? Like, I'm surprised that, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you think of Christmas, though, as a kid's holiday, right? I mean, as far as the the, the present part and the, the, you know, the gift-giving part, it's more the, like, of course, the religious aspect is all ages. But uh, when you think of the tree and the gifts and all that, you think of Santa and the kids. So, you know, maybe... I'd have to see a picture of the tree to give you the first, the total. I mean, if you say that it doesn't look that bad, it probably is not. I, I, I think of you as a pretty straight-laced kind of a dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you the picture, and uh, then uh, you can uh, you can let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we have time for a couple more stories here. Let me. Uh, I, 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 I have a. I have a story that I'm going to get on get on a soapbox on. So let me let, let me play this uh, this this uh, audio thing. So uh, so Kat, as you know, you know I, I I'm on the plane a lot, and I travel because I'm world famous. Uh, and uh, so they're talking about allowing people to use their phones to talk to people during the flight, which I'm against. Uh, but let me, let me play this. This is a uh, bureaucrat. I think this is like the chair of the FCC uh, people giving testimony in Congress this week. We are going to continue, we are proposing to consider to continue the ban on mobile devices that can interfere with terrestrial networks. But where there is new onboard technology, that eliminates that potential for interference, then there is no need for an interference rule. This is the responsible thing to do. Where the rationale for a rule doesn't exist, the rule shouldn't exist. We are the expert technical agency, and new technology removes the technical justification of this rule. In that regard, I should mention that I have spoken with Transportation Secretary Fox this morning. Um, And uh, he has told me that, yes, the FCC is the technical agency and that the Department of Transportation is the aviation 
agency and that they will be uh, moving on a rule to address voice calls on airplanes. Um, I'm the last person in the world who wants to listen to somebody talking to me while I fly across the country. But we are the technical agency and we will make the technical rules that reflect the, the way the new technology works. All right, Kat. So let me just say this. Uh, I am against anybody jammering and talking to people on the plane while it's flying. I don't even like it when we're parked at the gate, people talking on the phone. So I am totally against this. So anybody who gives permission to do this, you know, this is another reason just why government is just awful. So no talking on your cell phone on the plane. What do you think about that, Kat? I totally agree, 100%. Um, and not just the plane, in the doctor's waiting room, you know. It, it, Absolutely. It, you know, it was uh, months ago. I tweeted about it, in fact. I was sitting in the doctor's waiting room waiting for my appointment, and it's bad enough hearing all the kids screaming, running around, acting crazy, right? <laughs> okay? But then this woman sitting across from me was not only talking on her cell phone really loud, she was using speakers, and the person on the other line was talking very loudly, okay? And it's like, really? Really? Can you be any more obnoxious? Exactly. I, don't like, I don't like hearing a person talking on the phone. I don't care. I don't care how juicy the conversation is. It's annoying, okay? But I could deal with that more than you doing a speakerphone thing, okay? And, oh, my gosh, I was like, I can't believe. I, I've never seen someone do the speakerphone thing, especially, like, not only was she talking loud, the person on the speakerphone was. I bet people outside could hear it. <laughs> uh, you know, why do people do that? I mean, so many people text nowadays. Is it so exactly. much that you have to say that you can't just text so you can keep exactly. it yourself? That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I totally agree with that. I think it's... You know, I realize we're a technical age and all this, whatever. But, you know, we're, we're from a different generation. When we grew up, we didn't have these contraptions that they have now. You know, if you think about it, when you look around, how many people out of 10 are looking at their phones and not talking to each other? You know, it's kind of, you know, I can't imagine my life without my iPhone and my iPad and all this. I'm, yeah, I'm into this stuff. But it, there is a negative aspect to it. We don't communicate with each other anymore. We don't. It's actually, I think, doing some harm in as far as the fact of how we deal with people. Don't you agree? Oh yeah, it's, it's a it's a whole different world these days. I Kat. mean, Absolutely. people are always looking at their phones. I mean, we're going to start. Don't they have now a new? Uh, they have like actual. Um, medical terms for, like, people with nest problems from texting and necks from looking down at their phone and all. Don't they have, like, new, like, medical problems that they have a name uh, for? I, 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 I'm, I'm sure there's medical terms for it, but, you know, I will call them. I'd be like, really? Like, come on, people. 
That's what I would call them. <laughs> we have a whole new slew of neck and thumb problems. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, if you think about it, it is very weird, you know, how, how it's, it's getting. And it's like, yeah, you if you... Uh, like I said, okay, let's this, this use the same with the same scenario sitting in the doctor's office. How many of those people are looking at down at their phone? At least eight or nine out of ten people. Exactly. Right. And and you're saying forget I, it. Don't do it anymore. Don't well, even think about it. I, I can't say that, but I mean, I do. I do also look at my phone, but I can't. Uh, some people it seems constant and right. and you know I am guilty of it too but I'm not I don't think I do it constantly but you know whether I do or not it's still not a good thing if I do it constantly or not it's not a good thing because I think we need to learn how to interact with each other and you know it's just like you know when we were growing up also like kids have just video games now right and right. we had to make our own games outside playing you know we actually played and didn't just yeah like outside yeah like outside and well you know it's also dangerous now like i used to be able to ride my bike around the neighborhood and now i'm sure they don't people don't really let their kids ride their bikes that much anymore (laughs) in the neighborhood i mean everything's changed the world has changed i miss the 80s i miss the 70s (laughs) (laughs) i miss the simplicity of life but, you know, like, okay, I say that. I miss the simplicity, but at the same time, I can't imagine my life without my awesome, you know, iPhone and my computer and my Internet. You I mean, there is, there's positives, there's pros and cons, you know, to everything. And uh, so, yeah, it's just we need to get back to listening to each other and talking to each other and not always looking at our phone. That's my public service <laughs> announcement of the day. Uh, we got time for one more story here, and I think you're, you're going to like this story. This is a well, it's not a cat story, but it's a dog story, and I know you like it. So um, this is a little bit of a longer story. So I will just read this. This is from the Associated Press. This is from December 13th, and here's the title: "Dog Helps Alaska Woman Survive Three Nights in the Cold." This is from Anchorage, Alaska. A woman survived nearly three nights in bitter interior Alaska cold by burning her snowmobile and huddling with her small dog. Alaska State Trooper said Thursday, Vivian of Cantwell, Alaska, was found at about 1 a.m. Wednesday taking shelter under her burned-out uh, snowmobile and sharing body heat with Elvis, a small brown dog of unknown breed. She was severely hypothermic and in need of immediate medical attention, Trooper said. Uh, the spokesperson for the Trooper said the dog likely helped her preserve her body heat. It really helped save her life, the Trooper said. Elvis is a little hero. And uh, her ordeal began over the weekend. She and her husband traveled on snowmobiles um, along the east-west road of the Denali National Park. The highway connects two paved highways. Uh, her husband departed the cabin by snowmobile on Saturday, and he had not returned by Sunday. Um, so she went out to look for him. 
Uh, her snowmobile broke down about a mile from the cabin. Uh, they had told family members they would be back by 7 o'clock in the evening. If they, if they were not back by 10, they were to alert authorities. Family members called troopers on Tuesday night. And uh, so she, uh, she activated a personal beacon uh, to alert the Alaska Rescue Coordination Center uh, where she was, and it took them a while to get to her. But when they did, they found her and her dog, and uh, they were released from the hospital late Thursday afternoon, and they said that they were doing a lot better. So there you go, Kat. So a dog saves a life up in Alaska. Well, you hear stories all the time about how dogs save their owner's life, you know, I mean, this is one situation, but then they even have some people who have, like, seizure disorders and stuff that have dogs that can warn them of a seizure coming. You have uh, service dogs to help the blind. I mean, dogs are awesome, man. But you don't have any dogs. Don't you have dogs? You don't have dogs. No, I mean, I am a cat person, okay? I love all animals, all right? But... uh, I am a cat person. My mom has a little three-pound Yorkie. <laughs> that Yorkie ain't good for nothing. No, I'm just kidding. She's really cute. No, she's good. No, I don't mean she ain't good for nothing. I mean, she's good for being cute and adorable. But I don't know. She's so little, I don't think she could save any of our lives if we were freezing. <laughs> she, would freeze. she would freeze to death before she'd be able to save any of us. <laughs> she's so little. <laughs> She's a tiny little thing. She's so cute. She really is, and she's so sweet. But, no, I, I I am more of a cat person. I mean, but I love dogs. I mean, I grew up having dogs and things. But, um, yeah, dogs are great. Ah, and before the end of the show, <laughs> we, have, we have clapping. There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so Ken, I, I, I don't know. I did, this might be the last show of the year. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I know I'm working a lot, and you're working a lot, and I think we got all of our 2013 shows uh, in November and December. I, I think we got all of them in there after I such think a long it's, um, I think it's amazing. I know. I was, you know, I was at the point I was wondering if we were ever going to have a show again, and here we've had what three or four, four. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, something like that. And I am just, it's awesome, freaking awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> and and I can yeah. tell you, right, right at the end of the show, um, our numbers here. We have uh, seventy live lessons during the course of our show. So oh, I want to thank ev- everybody for listening for five seconds and then uh, closing the window uh, and not well, listening but, So you don't know. We could actually have 75 listening right now or, I mean, yeah, probably we don't. But so 75 listens, you don't know if, how many of those are still listening. No, no. The, throughout the course of the two-hour show, those people uh, listen to the show even if it's for – a few seconds or something like that. I, I, don't, I don't know how long it is that they count it, but uh, uh, certainly, you know, probably I would think, you know, one of the highest of the entire year. So, uh, 
So that's great. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Yay! Thank you, you 75 people. And a <clears> special, it's, it's special love. A special love shout out to all the blonde people I may have offended during this show. <laughs> I love the blondes. I really do love blonde people. I was just given a little fact. But like see, the way I look at it is they always say blondes have more fun, right? And all this. We have to have our we have brunettes have to have their day in the sun too. So let us <laughs> let us age a little more gracefully, that's all. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Maybe, maybe we should close up early here uh, tonight. <laughs> uh, get out of here while we're ahead. How about that? <laughs> you should. You should. Uh, you should take us out with a Christmas song. No, I don't, I don't think you I have, have any. <laughs> you suck. I know this is like the this, this was the best show ever. Now it's the worst show ever. <laughs> uh, well, maybe yeah, maybe we'll have a show before the end of the year. We'll we'll we'll, we'll check the schedules there, people. So uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens here. So, but uh, Kat, as always, thank you so much. Thanks for waking up and uh, thanks for. Uh, Thanks for again just being awesome on the show uh, tonight, and uh, you know don't don't worry about that blonde thing. It was it was fine. Well, you know, I mean, there's so there's not that many blondes in the world, so there couldn't be that many people. <laughs> Have you noticed there's not a lot of blonde people, or is there? I guess in Canada there is. Uh, well, oh, you know, you know I, what? I, I guess I'm in Canada here. So. Well, yeah, I guess it's where I live. You probably see a lot more blonde people than I do. Here, I hardly see any. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see 90%. Actually, I should say I I would see maybe 75% Mexican, 20% Filipino, and the rest white. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, something like that. So there's a lot of brunettes down here. And maybe that's why I, I think that there's not a lot of blonde people, but there probably is where you live. Because I know in Canada, where there's I'm at. a lot, I'm in Canada. a lot yeah. of blondes, a lot of blondes. That's right. Yeah, I'm in <laughs> Canada right here, and uh, there's a lot of blondes here. You're missing out, let me tell you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so you got you got anything else for us here, Kat? I, I think I think uh, I think I'm gonna end early. I think uh, I think we're done. Yeah, I think I need to shut up, like you said, while I'm ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you got you got anything to say to the listeners out there before we before we uh, close it up here uh, this evening? Just that I hope. It, well, if we don't have another show before the end of the year, I hope everyone has a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year and a happy Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or whatever it is you celebrate a festivus with your festivus pole. And no, just I hope everybody has a great holiday season. And we may, well, I may be saying this again. We don't know. But thank you for listening to all those 75 people, whoever you are. And uh, please, no hate mail. I just don't want any. I don't care. <laughs> I don't feel like dealing with it. 
right. And I love everybody. Mwah. Thank you, Dr. Anonimoso. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks. Uh, thanks, as always, Kat. Great job. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for the great year. Next year is going to be better. And uh, we may surprise you before the end of the calendar year here, kids. We may sneak another one uh, in here. But if we don't, you know, of course, thanks, everybody, for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All that good stuff. And uh, that's it. Uh, anything else, sir, Kat? I think we're done. That's it, man. All I'm right. Done. I'm done. Stick a fork in me. All right. Go check out the <laughs> website. Uh, DrMikeSavilla.com, follow me on Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that good stuff. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening tonight and everybody downloading on the archives. Uh, this is Dr. Mike Savilla, and you're listening to the Night Shift here on Block Talk Radio. We are out of here. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you. Bye. Later. <laughs>